This is Bibliophile, a podcast that still exists where a wife and her husband get each other the worst books they can uh, find. For this episode of Bibliophile, Nick read White Trash Zombie Unchained by Diana Rowland, and I read Robin Peterman's Where We Belong. All these, all these cobwebs. A lot of cobwebs in here. This room hasn't oh. been used in a long time. Oh, I can even like taste just the dust on my teeth. Ugh. What is, what is happening here? This is, a, oh man! And here's our microphone in the studio that we definitely have. Yeah. Does this thing even still? Well, it looks like we've been. Oh man, that's gonna be bad on the power bill. We've been recording this whole time. <laughs> what have we been releasing? Just I don't silence, even know. It's going to be right? static. It's probably oh, better man. than some of these books, though. Let me clear off some of these mice. That was more old. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for blowing the dust right in my face. But it, underneath this dust, I can barely make it out. I think it says White Trash Zombie Unchained. Is this a book that I used to get? It, it's all yellowed. I know. You've had it for moldy. ages. Yeah, this is this is weird, but at the same time, I feel strangely at home. Mm. Man, that very realistic thunder and lightning <laughs> was very ominous. Spooky. Spooky. If this only, if only this is our Halloween episode. But, oh, I gotta say, as I sit down in this gigantic leather-bound chair that I hope is cow leather, that uh, I feel. Oh man, I got a little bit of. A butt cushion in here. Yeah. Like coming home. It's like coming home. It's Bibliovile. It's a Bibliovile. It's Bibliovile, folks. We're back. A podcast that still exists. It has been a while. It is. As the band Sane said, it's been a while. Uh, We are back from the grave like some sort of creature. uh, Some sort of un. Dead. Some cryptid wolf. around. Yeah, barely making a sound or impact on the wider world. Only, huh. Is only, there a word for that? Only knowledgeable or only... Uh, you only think about it when it comes in like numbers. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think there's a word for that. Creamer. Sorry. Screamer. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it, got it, got it, got it. Um, no, zombies. Uh, because Susan, in January. Yeah, it's been a while, bud. I've renewed this three times at the library. Uh, got me a book by the name of White Trash Zombie Unchained, which I just today took a look took a look in the back to find out that it is a sequel. Of course, it's a sequel. <laughs> it is, Why wouldn't it be? It's, it is not just a sequel. It is a in the trois, four, five. It is the sixth book. In its series, and I had very little idea. What is it, the name of the series? The series is just the White Trash Zombie series. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, got it. Uh, so it actually lots does not. Of white Trash. It zombies. actually no, there's just the one. It does not really list a uh, a thing. Although I will say that for the first time in a long time, I'm looking at the back, and this is a claim that's on the back. This orgy of super silence, roadhouse rumbles, and slapstick supernaturalism should satisfy readers searching for a blood-soaked fun. Did it? Did I don't it know. do I all those things? 
I got to page 198 out of uh, 400. 356. I picked this book for you because on the front there is a woman in a crop top hoodie and cut off jeans with thigh high stockings and knee high socks. Yes, and a very real important. big, like, hot topic haircut. A mohawk that po- points out at least a foot in her front of her face. It's white and tipped with pink and purple. And she is holding a chain leash at the other end of which are some alligators. Yes. But instead, I got you the book, Where We Belong. Yes. And where is not W-H-E-R-E, like sentences, it is W-E-R-E, like bibliophile sentences. Susan, ask me why I got you this one. Why'd you get me this one, Mick? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> you got me this one on Amazon. You sent me the Amazon link, and I bought it with money that I earned at yeah, my like job. $4. I know, but still, I earned that money at my professional job. Get that cash. Get that cash. Uh, this book is the final book in the Shift Happens series. Double puns. I love it. Yeah. So in the about this book section of Kindle, uh, the author wrote, this is the final book in the Shift Happens series. I cried during the epilogue. It has one hell of a blowout wedding. And no, I will not tell you who gets married. Well, Read I the hope book. so. Oh. LOL. I was going to say, I hope so. You're the um, author. She also, in the book description, which I'm assuming if I had actually read a paper copy of this would have been on the back of it, uh, the excerpt says, I need a new freaking job. It's not what you think. I'm desperate to resign from the Werewolf Treaty Foundation, (laughs) a.k.a. WTF. (laughs) Don't judge. I didn't name this crew of misfit shifters, so hear me out. After investigating a deadly outbreak of jazz cabbage... I discover we need a necromancing demon to help solve the crime. As luck would have it, my gay vampire BFF Dwayne dated one of these gems several decades ago. Seems all we need to do is summon his evil butt into this plane of existence and poof, crisis solved. The question is, can we bring him back without causing a flesh-eating, end-of-the-world zombie apocalypse? I hope that's for you to answer, crew from Bibliovile. Right? With my hunky mate, insane granny, and flamboyant Dwayne by my side, we have no choice but to succeed. If we don't, the reveal of our existence to the human world is imminent. We are shifters. Werewolves. WTF. Shift happens all the time. But this time, we're making sure only good shift goes down. That book might as well just be written as now appearing on the Bibliovile podcast, which is not dead. Like, remember the the Bibliovile generator that we created where yes. Matt made us a Bibliovile.me or glitch.bibliovile. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, loyal listener Matt Dickinson. Um, disloyal. Disloyal listener Matt Dickinson created for us a computer program that would autofill certain plot elements and character names and titles. And this is straight up something that would have happened in the Bibliovile generator. Well, uh, it is bibliovile.glitch.me. So let's let's compare it here. 
<clears throat> in a hidden world full of golems, Alexis Maple is the fucking worst. <laughs> Operating under the cover of an undercover FBI agent out of a headquarters in Washington, D.C., Alexis bounces the scales between werebirds and cyborgs. The only thing that could mess it all up is when thick with two C's Sam walks through the door, <laughs> unaware of the danger from mutants. Even when a wealthy relative dies and leaves everything behind, Alexis has a choice to make. Sam or the job... Crack open theater full by Bruce Ryder now. <laughs> Bruce Ryder is pretty good. I mean, that's basically what this book was. I'm I don't remember what the plot was because none of the plot points described in that book description actually happened, at least what? in my memory. Um it like there were there technically I think were some plot elements, but mostly it was just horrible dialogue and just like offensive descriptions of characters. Um, first of all, as the, I don't know what the main character's name is. I already forgot. Esmeralda. Uh, I think it's Essie. That's pretty damn close. Yeah. Um, she describes the relations between the werewolf community and humans by saying, we lived openly, yet in secret, right alongside the humans. How does that make sense, though? Are you open or are you in secret? Never, never described. Never yeah. understood. That's already one piece, and our dog is misbehaving, so I'm going to leave you to Sue for a second. Okay. Um, one of the worst characters in this entire book is Essie's granny. I'm pretty sure her name is Essie. Like, maybe 85% sure. Um, Essie's grandma, who is technically her grandmother, but is also a demon hunter, a vampire, and a werewolf. And okay. Is- That's multi-classing. Anne is also presented as though she is Essie's age. Like, she is described as having, like, the physical body of a young woman. Gilf. Um, apparently, and a lot of people do, I guess. Uh, this is, ah, dang. This Get is it, a girl. description of Granny. Granny had been a WTF agent in her younger years. In fact, my entire family had More worked like for WTF. Agent. Ew. Recently, I found out that my parents were still alive. They'd been agents who'd been used in a... In a horrible WTF experiment. Now, all those responsible for making me grow up as an orphan had been eliminated. So she grew up as an orphan, but she still has her entire family, including both of her parents. Um, There's dragons in here. They're described in a lot of detail, but are never actually, like, characters that do things in this book. Uh, one character, Unlike Otherworld, which has the decency to make dragons a, a major piece of the puzzle. Yeah. I mean, we just have a lot of characters in this for no reason. So we also spent a lot of time with her best friend, Dwayne. And the Dwayne Rock is a Johnson. gay man. And I'm going to ask you, Mick, if you think they do a, a good and inoffensive job of describing gay people. Well, seeing as he was a vampire, uh, I would say that he's probably presented as undersexualized. Um, respect or uh, respectful of power dynamics, uh, and keeps his uh, sexual preferences for appropriate conversations. Definitely. Um, in the first scene when we meet him, he is wearing hot pink skinny jeans, sky blue muscle shirt, a size too small, and jeweled flip flops. Ah, yes, the gay. Ah, yes, all the gays. Um, he talks about going to a, a nudist church service back in the 1930s. 
characters in this book love to tell really long stories like using when they really wore... ridiculous language that don't have anything to do with the actual story. Well, like when they wore an onion on their belt, which was the style at the time. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. I don't understand. It was 1984 because the Kaiser stole, stole our word for 20. I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> These are all stories told by uh, Grandpa Simpson from The Simpsons. Oh, good. Okay. Um, this is the story that Dwayne tells. It got a little weird when old Harvey Smarty walked in on that last fateful Sunday. The ancient human bastard had to have been at least 95. His nuts were dragging on the carpet, and they created so much static electricity that every time he shook someone's hand, he electrocuted them. That's kind of funny. Blew at least 50 God-fearing nudists sky high. It was a bloody mess. And that hey, fucker, Harvey Smarty, liked to shake entendre? hands. Yeah. I was the only one that made it out of alive. Made it out alive. It's hard to kill someone who's already dead. Like, wh- why? Why Why are okay. we talking about this? Okay. Though? We have to stop talking about vampires and zombies as being already dead. They're very obviously not. They're not. Is it because we're like, okay, because homeo... Stasis involves certain things, and only if you perform those certain things are you considered alive. That's why rocks aren't, but trees are. And then it turns know. out vampires don't shit or something like that. Or or have reflections breathe. or breathe or something. I don't know. Um, there's also a character known as Junior who's supposed to be like a big hillbilly. And the descriptions of his dialogue are so horrible. Um, Junior's grin was as wide as it could get without cracking his face in two. In the midst of some bad shiat going down with our people, Jesus. I want to announce my gal is a miracle with great hooters. And she's knocked up. My swimmers are some powerful mother humpers. We're going to have a baby werewolf. That's the language that's used in this book. It's so annoying. Uh, Essie's partner describes her as saying she's the woman. Is that the woman who wrote The Outsiders? I don't know what The Outsiders S- is. The Outsiders, the book? About socias and greasers? No, no, no. You're on the wrong side of history here. Uh, Is that news to anyone? (laughs) S.E. Hilton wrote The Outsiders. Oh, okay. With initials. Um, There's also an S.E. Cup, but I forget who that is. There's also an S.E. Dickinson. (gasps) That's me. That's what you said. Um, So S.E.'s partner says she's the woman the woman every single person in the building is terrified of. My baby has balls bigger than any idiot here. Like, just the language that is used yeah, in this is so strength. annoying. Junior, the gross guy, says to his partner, Baby, that was so freaking hot. If there weren't people here, I'd strip you naked and make you see Jesus Jesus right now. Junior shouted joyously, bent over at the waist in pain from his member's appreciation of his mate's innate knowledge of everything nerdy. Like, that's so gross and I hate it. So he got a boner? Yeah. Because she talked about Star Trek or whatever. And so he said he would make her see, quote, Jesus Jesus. Jesus Jesus. What the Some other fun one-liners. I bet my perky B cups that the Bobs hadn't thought about it either. I bet that's not the main character. It is the main character. What? She only has B cups? What kind of supernatural story is this? But they're perky. Uh, Granny says, well, slap my ass and call me Sally. Surely. Uh, This one I did find kind of funny. Someone says to one of the characters, your clothes are so tight I can see your religion. I did find that vaguely amusing. I used to say that a girl's pants were so tight you could see how much change she was carrying in her pockets. 
Or you could count the change in your pockets. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one too. That's a good one. Thank you. Um, at the end, the the big blowout wedding happens in about three paragraphs in the epilogue, <laughs> um, and it is between Dwayne, Essie's best friend, uh, and a demon named Belphegor. Belphegor. And this is the description is that of Italian his or blowout. Hungarian or demonic, actually. Wait, know. who's demonic? You haven't introduced a man named demonic yet. No. <gasps> Gross. Uh, this is the, the description of the big blowout wedding. This is one of the three paragraphs devoted to the wedding. Dwayne's gown really was to die for. Great. Strapless and only a hint of beating. His arm had grown back perfectly. Beating. Beating, yeah. You'd never be able to guess he'd lost it twice in one day only a month ago. The wedding gown hugged Dwayne's tall, muscular body beautifully. Of course, he'd made up for the simplicity of the gown with an obscene diamond and ruby choker, huge diamond studs in his ears, and a tiara on his bald head that would rival the Queen of England's. He'd opted to go with no veil. He said they were tacky. Oh, the irony. Like, the language in this book is so annoying, and the description of a lot of the main characters is also just, like, very tacky and super stereotypical. Like, there's the hillbilly. And there's the gay guy, and there's the over-sexualized grandma? That, that, ar- that trope. archaic archetype. I know, every, every story's gotta have one of those. I mean, the hillbillies had it. I read this book, and I can't tell you what the plot was. Like, nothing really happened. They just sort of went from place to place and caused a scene and said gross things to each other. So the usual for a paranormal yeah. urban. I just still, like, I have to wonder, is the market really so in demand for these kind of books that there are so many of them? That's what I always wonder is, like, they talk about how hard it is to get a book published, and then this shit then does. This well, book got published. to be fair, I'm pretty sure it's Kindle exclusive. Yeah. The one I'm holding, on the other hand, has been published by Fantasy Daw. Well, yeah. There's that. D-A-W. <laughs> so not exactly like... You know, Penguin. Yeah. Hofflin Millcourt. I can't think of any other publishing houses. Was it Rand McNally? <laughs> Those were the Atlases. Yeah. And Atlas to White Trash Zombies. Yeah. So tell me about the uh, mental map you've created after reading um, a quarter of White Trash Zombie. Um, is weird. Yeah, but here's here's a game we're gonna you play. You have a lot of posted notes. Here's in a there. funny here's a funny game to play. Here's a funny thing to say. Mm-hmm. Fox and socks. Wasn't socks and fox. Fox socks box knocks. Fox and socks socks and box. Fox and knocks and socks and box. Box and knocks and fox and socks. Anyway, um, gooey 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 goo. Who wears Sue's clothes? Sue, Sue wears Sue's no. clothes. No, who sews Sue's socks? Aww. Sue sews Sue's socks. Old old Joe Crow comes. Anyway. Um, I read this book only and solely during homeroom. What did your kids think when they, you went white know, trash zombie out of my your kids, bag? My, my homeroom kids know that we have a bad book exchange and that we give book reports to each other. They do not know about the existence of this podcast. I pray to God. Um, so I would read it to them every so often. But because I was reading it at homeroom, I started without a uh, notebook. 
Mm -hmm. And so I just put in little sticky notes for where something I want to talk about. And I got to tell you, yeah, I read haven't this, looked at the sticky notes. I read this. I read this so slowly and through so many different little uh, pieces and, and piecemeal mm -hmm. that the plot of this book is there's a woman. She's white trash. She's a zombie. Mm -hmm. She works for the tribe. Of course, there's a secret society. There's she killed always a, man. a secret society. Do the, they live openly in secret? Openly in secret. Yeah, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Um, <laughs> she killed a man and dumped his body into a, a local swamp because this is not. Islands, or at least Islands. The, the bayou, don't the bayou. Um, and so there's al there's gators, 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 gators by. Uh, and so she dumped the body into the swamp. The body was then chewed up by uh, that boy was chewed up by some gators because the uh, zombies work on a parasite in this book. Uh, the gators. Don't got the zombie parasites and not some dumb zombie gators. Zombie gators? And then the zombie gator bit more people. And the weird thing about this don't got the zombie parasite from the gators is that instead of making intelligent, smarter, faster, stronger zombies, how zombies are, it makes shamblers, some sort of mindless, violent zombie. Hmm. And that's not how zombies are supposed to be. No, I've never how this heard gets of a resolved. mindless zombie. How this gets resolved, according to the page I flipped randomly about three quarters <laughs> of the way through and then to the end, is that uh, our main character, Angel Crawford, mm. finds the zombie gators, uh, and she once you don't believe it, she domesticates them. Oh, And I up. will say, I will say, names them Biggie and Tupac, <laughs> which was pretty good. I only learned that from... Uh, turning out. I don't know anything else. So here's the game we're going to play. Okay. Since I didn't finish, and since I barely remember what I read anyway, <laughs> I want you to pick a uh, sticky note at random and just read what I wrote, because uh, by gum, if this was... Or, no, like, on the sticky note. By gum, if this was not a bibliovile book. Okay. Uh, sticky note number one. Zombies can smell lies. There you go. Zombies can smell lies. This book was full of weird sort of zombie talents, one of them being that they can smell you if you are lying, that is the way they tell you if you're lying. What happens if you're wrong? Do they smell a lie or is it just like a lie detector test, that notoriously oh. reliable thing? Good question. Thank you. Do, we're not going to take turns. I'm just going to keep. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, you're just going to keep going. Uh, change physical form. Zombies can change physical form. Like shifters? Yeah. That's a thing they can do. They can just be different people. Are they people. zombie shifters? I don't know. I think they're just zombies and zombies in this universe can just change physical form. Uh, this one says, with cartridges, Playboy. Amazon oh, is okay, no. though. It doesn't say Playboy. It says Playbox. Oh, Playbox. Uh, because at the, very, point. at the very beginning of the book, she received some sort of game console. And I, I figured at the beginning to avoid some sort of copyright violation, mm -hmm. she calls it a Playbox, a combination of PlayStation yeah, and, and Xbox. Xbox. Except for this video game console uses cartridges, which is what a Super Nintendo did. So it's just a, an amalgamation of everything. Yes. Um, and old stuff to boot. Also, later in the novel, she references Amazon by name. So it appears that there was not much of a... a uh... Worry about copyright infringement. Yes, or, thank you. Um, I will say they probably didn't think anyone was going to read this book to care. Like, who would care about copyright Then why say Playbox? Why not just say... Fair. Um, the ultimate in telling and not showing. Well, let's see what this actually says then. Um, I had a feeling part of it... Oh, she has a friend who is a famous Hollywood actress for some reason. 
I had a feeling part of it was because I didn't suck up to her, even though she was kind of famous. She could be straight up honest with me and vent about Hollywood and the jerks she had to deal with. And while Justine didn't know I was a zombie, I could still share my triumphs and woes on a purely human level. She is an actress friend, and once you know, we get explained how their friendship works and why uh, right away. I'm sure. Uh, this this post-it note just says, Bibliophile's back, baby. Bibliophile's back, baby. Crap. I yanked my gaze away and continued past the vehicles. I had plenty of questions, but no way in hell was I going to stop and ask them. Not while an FBI agent, not while an FBI agent who I suspected knew zombies were real was around. I'd only met her once, right before Mardi Gras, during her investigation of a short film that included footage of real zombies. I pretended that the zombie rod on my cheek was part of a costume, but that woman was smart and suspicious, and my gut told me she wouldn't be fooled by a fib. Uh, Angel Crawford works for the morgue, we are led to believe, because then she has a good uh, avenue on hooking up with some brains. Because she still needs to eat human brains for sustenance, and we are led to believe that this is fine. It is fine. Um, I just want to point out that the word, I yanked my gaze away, would have meant something very different in my book. Give me that! Come on! Come on, guys! (laughs) All these burly men... Uh, bears in the cops, the ones gay called it. Yeah, so the cops, she she knows all the cops, and they're all they're all burly bears, mm-hmm. and they're all bears of a man, and they're all burly and bears of like is a no, a, they a are metaphor of men. They're not bear yes. shifter. Okay, as far as it, I know, about, you I have to be very specific. Yeah. As yeah. far as I know, zombies are the only ones I have seen that of the supernatural cadre. Okay, in this book, um, there are a lot of bear shifters in the bibliophile universe. Yes, like Dirk. Or Berg. Berg, yeah. I, I, I didn't mind those and books. Dag. No, yeah. the Honey Badger the one. Honey that Badger was amazing one. Yeah. one. Uh, I less, think that's what ruined me because I was like, I I'm done. I found it. Less miserable? Question mark. Uh, one of the other people who works at the morgue is in community theater, and she asks him if he's performing in Less Miserable. <laughs> and not Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Uh, zombie tranquilizer? Question mark. There's a zombie tranquilizer. You cool. can tranquilize zombies, and it's just very odd that that would be a thing. They yeah. later are used to kill somebody. Naturally. By putting it in an earwax-infused capsule and inserting it into an unconscious man's ear, <laughs> so then when the earwax melts in the ear, you know, what earwax does, melts, yeah, no. uh, then it kills this other zombie. That seems like it's going to take too much time. Uh, regrown with a cavity for injecting combat drugs and helping with dyslexia. Yeah, so our main character has dyslexia, which is brought up often because she's going to community college. Good for her. Uh, But she was torn to literal pieces uh, and then was regrown and they gave her a little bit of a cavity on her stomach that she could plug in these like battle stimulants. Oh. Uh, But one of the stimulants is to fix her dyslexia, which is like, if we fix dyslexia, why don't we just do that? Like, why do we have to? Uh, New girlfriend, Gina. She's evil. Oh, yeah, her dad has a new girlfriend, Gina, and she's, uh, actually, that was a prediction, that there's a new girlfriend, Gina, she was cleaning up around the house, I assumed that she would turn out to be the evil one at the end of the book, who knows, maybe I was right. (laughs) Reader, uh, read White Trash Zombie, tell me if I was, or listener, I suppose, uh, read White Trash Zombie Unchained, tell me if I was right. Uh, so we know the cop already. Yeah, so this is, this is sort of like, as any bibliophile participant would know, you take a bunch of notes at the beginning, and then it slowly winds down as you kind of get into the rhythm of the book. Uh, she already knew all of the cops, uh, by name and stature. 
Well, I suppose if this is a lot of, yeah, yeah. book six, there was probably time for that. Zombies can DNA copy. Yes, they can copy people's DNA and change physical form and smell lies. Those classic zombie behaviors of intelligent zombies. Informing your professor you're using the RR. Yeah, so she goes to a uh, uh, community college, which is good for her. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of taking like a biology one kind of thing, mm-hmm. I guess. And then uh, she raises her hand to be like, hey, can I go to the bathroom? And her community college professor is like, everyone put your phones away. We're doing... And it's like, you're in college. Like, that doesn't yeah. happen. That's high what school. You... Yeah. You're just... You're writing because it's high school and that's yeah. what you know. Um, First post-it note. And last one that I'm reading, because I have not been going in chronological order. Oh, you have not. Uh, what a start. Brain chips? Yeah, that's what their their snack is, is brain chips. Dried brain chips. Um, Ten more measly miles. My index fingers drummed a happy beat on the steering wheel. I hadn't been home in three weeks, not since Mardi Gras, when a four-wheeler chase through the woods ended up with me literally falling apart. Flying limbs, rotting chunks, not pretty. Up ahead, a squirrel darted onto the road, then thought better of it and dashed back into the pines. Thank you for the flavor text. My heart pounded stupidly hard, so her heart apparently pounds, so... Yeah, she has a heart, it pounds. Uh, I eased my death grip on the wheel. In theory, I was regrown, rehabbed, and ready to take on the world. In reality, this was my first time in the driver's seat since the accident, and I was still getting used to my new parts. Alright, teenage years, am I right? <laughs> Thankfully, there was almost no traffic along this part of Highway 51, the rural two-lane road between the zombie research lab and my house. Even with my extra cautious driving, I was making good time. I dug through the baggie on my lip for some for a desiccated brain chip, a get, well, chip gift from my friend Naomi, perfectly freeze-dried and dusted with Cajun spices. It was the certified junk food of the zombie gods. That's gross. That's gross. She eats living human beings for sustenance. That's that's bad. That's why it's like the only normal zombie thing that she does though. It is, and it's the worst one. And it's like that's why zombies are the villain and the antagonist in their movies is because they eat people. Yeah. They're cannibals. Can't well uh, yeah, I guess because they used to be they used to be humans, Yeah. 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 Um, all in all, this book Except was. Except for when they used to be alligators. This book started. <laughs> this book started out very, very fun, and then just sort of got the usual amount of like slog. Yeah, I want to. There's a special kind of book, and it's very weird. Until I started Bibliophile, I would not have understood what I was talking about. But I hope you can understand that. It's the kind of book where everyone is always flipping each other off and sticking their tongue out. Mm-hmm. And it's like. It's people weird that that's a genre. People don't really do that. Yeah, it's weird that that's a genre, and people don't really do that in real life. They don't stick their tongue out. They yeah. don't make kissy faces at each other. They don't really flip each other off. Yeah. Like, it's not a thing. It's just, it's this weird sort of type of book where it shows that mm-hmm. they don't understand, like, realistic. They just want to make, make everything quirky and fun and flip each other off, and it just, it doesn't work like that. I think that a lot of the books that we've read for Bibliophile over the years would have been if not way better than at least way more tolerable if they were written as short stories. Because some of this stuff, I'm like, like you think about the world building or just this like wild, like zombie alligators and that kind of stuff. Like it could be kind of fun in a short story. Yeah. When you feel 
400 pages with it. Of it one book out of six. It just Yeah, there's just too much. We need to bring back the pulp magazine mm-hmm. is what we need to do. And then you can have a periodical, but like short stories in a pulp magazine about yeah. zombies that aren't actually zombies because we just wanted something else. That'd be fine. But we don't do it. No, we don't. Instead, we have a really long book that I didn't want to finish because Susan. they keep talking about Jesus Jesus. You didn't finish it. No, I didn't finish it. But do you want, number one, to start a a co-op in our neighborhood about growing vegetables and then we trade with each other so we don't get like 80 squashes and nothing else? Yeah. Okay. Secondly, do you want to start a pulp magazine, like a zine, and name it Bibliovile? Because I think that that would work as a a semi-horror pulp zine where we're like, this shit kind of sucks, but it's really fun. Like, write that kind of story. Do you want to do that? I would not do the writing. Well, no, but like, do you want to start it and have people share it? Yeah, let's oh my do it. God, that would be, That'd good. be great. That'd be really great. And it'd be called Bibliovile. It'd be a whole style. Yeah. Oh, man. Podcast is canceled. Zines are in. We're going back to the 90s. Back to the 90s. It's not enough to go back to 2009. Now we're going to 1989. Zines are in. Zooms are out. Going to a Taylor Swift album? Yeah. Stir Crazy is a Taylor Swift song. Shake it off. Shake it off. That was not from 89. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. I was thinking Red. No. Which sucks. Loving you is green like I never known. Losing him was dark blue all alone. Let's take a pause up to Carly Rae Jepsen, the song that, oh, 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 I want to take it as a feeling. <laughs> that's one of those songs that you can only sing that's on. Like, no one knows how to sing that when it's just. No. It's not like, ba-ba-ba-ba-basketball, give me, give me the ball. basketball Give me, give me the ball, because I'm gonna dunk it. Anyway, anyway, books are bad. Yeah, books read are, zines instead. Read Bibliovile, the zine, the zine, the zune. Zune to come. Zune to Ciao, ciao, ciao. Yeah, Bibliovile is back, baby. See you in eight months. My yeah. name's Mike Dickinson. My name's Susan Dickinson. The intro music to our podcast is Babe of the Night by the Banding Elixir off of their album Rampant. Good night, Matt. I was going to do Twitter, but that was a pretty cool ending. <laughs>